Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into what makes me mad, a podcast where I discuss the things that make me mad. What is going on everybody? Episode 93 of the podcast. I think I kind of looked before jumping in and I don't have my phone with me right now which means I'm giving you guys my undivided attention but yeah I think it's 93 I'm gonna assume it's 93 what if I'm off are you gonna be like well I'm clearly not listening to podcasts ever again you really don't care it just helps me keep track of where I'm at sometimes but anyway episode 93 of what makes me mad we're getting closer though to episode 100 so I'm gonna have to start getting on the horn here pretty soon and start telling some people about episode 100 so i am excited about that little bit of a delay in recording of the podcast uh had a lot of stuff going on halloween obviously going on uh over the weekend uh and then just i was busy i was busy i have a life my life doesn't just revolve around recording a podcast so forgive me for uh having plans okay so You'll get the podcast when the podcast comes out, okay? Podcast sometimes goes on the back burner, but that's okay. Anyway, I'm glad, though, that I waited because, holy hell, there have been some things recently that have made me mad. I was going to record a couple days ago. Heck, I was even going to record on Sunday. And I'm glad I waited the three extra days because there has been some things that have made me mad. So, quick little backstory before I get into some of the things that have made me mad recently. Uh, I would like to explain to you guys about the luck that I have had in November. So, about five years ago, five years ago uh, to yesterday, the Chicago Cubs won the World Series. That's probably been the last good thing that I think has happened to me in the luck of November. Because I think at that moment, I probably sold my soul for them to win the World Series. They won it. And ever since then, uh, yeah, November has been the luck for me just getting completely dicked on. Like, there's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. November is not my month. October, like, it's a good month for me. Love October with a passion. A bunch of birthdays, and I mean, it's beautiful weather, beautiful seasons. November comes around, it's just, it's a super kick party, alright? I'm eating super kicks left and right with bad luck. That's basically the best way I can describe it. So in case you're wondering, ah, Cal, you're kind of overreacting. And like, there's been some good moments I've had in November. There's been some good moments, obviously. But there's been like a lot more like bad. I feel like I can point to be like, oh yeah, ah, obviously that happened in November, right? So, Here's one of the things that happened, uh, I think it was two years ago. Two years ago? Yeah, two years ago, 2019, right? So I'm thinking November's going good. Uh, all of a sudden, find out uh, that I'm not able to uh, run shifts at the place that I'm working anymore. And I was like, all right, that is an extremely dumb thing to find out. Uh, and it's stupid, and it pisses me off, but whatever. Not going to really worry about it. Next November... Uh, year later, 2020, yeah, remember how 2020 was such a shit year? Yeah, so in November, I find out that, uh, I'm getting moved from basically a receptionist to a housekeeper position, and I was like, alright, that's cool, I've only been at this job for only about over a month, 
And uh, there's been like COVID outbreaks on uh, the floor that I'm working at, and so my training hasn't been that good. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm not just made out. I'm I'm clearly you know not uh, able to be a medical support assistant. Oh, you guys aren't gonna tell me what environmental housekeeping is, uh, or environment. Um, God, what was the proper term for it? Environmental service worker. It was EMS. Environment environmental management services i want to say is what it was called and so i was like yeah i've never done that i don't know what it is and it was like yeah it's a housekeeping role i was like oh thank you yes that's exactly what i signed up for i applied to be medical support assistant but it said now i'm environmental but housekeeping which housekeeping wasn't that bad didn't mind it and a lot of good people there so shout out to the housekeepers though that uh keep all the hospitals uh clean uh that is a thankless job um and yeah just uh but that so that those are like the two big things that happen right so i'm always like cautious now when november rolls around because it seems like something dumb happens where it's either something dumb like finding out that you're not able to run shifts or like finding out that you're getting moved to a different area uh is kind of what happens right so i'm like i'm seeing november roll around and i'm like all right something dumb normally happens in november right and i shit you not literally like november 1st november 2nd just things just started hitting the fan left and right i get up november 2nd i go to take a shower we have no cold water in the or we have no warm water in the house i had to take an absolutely freezing shower i got out of it literally went right back to my bed and laid underneath the covers to try to warm back up it was terrible i don't mind taking a cold shower in the summer because it's obviously very hot out but with winter very much fast approaching uh yeah we don't have any warm water right now so hopefully that gets resolved sometime soon but boy i was freezing in there and so i was like wow that's really dumb luck i hate it but I was like, maybe that's like the worst thing that comes out of November. Maybe like we're just getting the bad luck out of the way first, right? And so that night, I'm like, all right, here's a positive. The college football playoff rankings. They have their first like show of the year. And I always like that because it's, you know, it's fun to see where teams are at. And then it's just a lot of, you know, drama basically, right? And boy, was there a lot of drama and not like drama in a fun way. It's just drama in the dumbest fucking way possible. Because I swear to God, every year that committee gets together and they somehow put out a worse and worse playoff committee. Them stupid asshats sat, like this is like the first time, I don't know if it's like the first time they got together or if it's just, a, I think it's just the first like ranking that gets revealed. We've had college football going on this whole season. We could kind of tell who the good teams are. And we could kind of tell who the bad teams are. Right? And so, we also have a bunch of other polls. We have the writers poll. We have the coaches poll. It's so, uh, it's kind of like your little benchmarks. It's like, a, okay, we can kind of tell these teams are good, right? What does the college football playoff committee do? Uh, as I'm going to pull out a, my other laptop. That's right. I'm researching here. Uh, just give me one second. Let's see. I wonder if this laptop's even charged. Good enough. It's at 17%. It'll manage. 
So I will be using two laptops to show, uh, to be doing some research here just so that way I'm not getting my facts wrong. College. Oh, um, okay, sorry for the delay. Let's see here, am I still gonna use this Mac? I'm trying to figure out if I can still use this Mac. If it lets me, I'm gonna use it. Okay, so I see the AP Top 25, literally right there. Um, let's see here, um, let's see if this works. Again, this laptop, that I'm using right now, not the one to record, uh, has not been very good, uh, which is why I got the new laptop. So, and I don't have my phone on me, so again, sorry for, this is planned out beautifully. I literally was like, all right, I should pull out two laptops, and that way I would have it, and then I could read off it, right? Okay, there you go, this works. Okay, so, uh, committee gets together, and they decide, all right, this is the playoff, right? And obviously top four qualify. Pretty obvious who number one was going to be. Georgia's been the most dominant team so far. So Georgia obviously gets it, right? And so I'm like, all right, number two should be Cincinnati. Cincinnati is undefeated. They played pretty solid last year. They took Georgia to the limit last year in a bowl game hosted in Georgia. Uh, granted, there are COVID restrictions, but they only lost to a field goal to them. So it's like you'd have to think, all right, yeah, they're pretty good. This year, they uh, go on the road, beat Indiana early in the year. And then also, too, they beat Notre Dame on the road in South Bend and dominate pretty good for most of the game, right? So you're thinking, okay, Cincinnati, do they play in a Power 5 conference? For anyone that's not familiar with college football, there's five big uh, conferences where the majority of the bigger teams play. But sometimes you have, like, these schools that are called, I think, Group of Five, uh, or like that, but then your non-traditional powerhouses, basically. So we all know like your Clemson's, your Alabama's, your Georgia's, Florida's, USC, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Those are all in like the Power Five conferences. But sometimes you have smaller schools like a UCF, um, a uh, Coastal Carolina, um, or Cincinnati this year, where it's like they're a smaller team. Or, like, they don't play in, like, that those bigger conferences, so maybe their opponents aren't as good. But, like, they're a pretty solid team, and, like, they start winning off a bunch of games. So the whole issue then becomes, what do we do with these smaller teams? Do we leave them out of the playoff, or do we put them in, right? But this year, I would think, all right, you look at Cincinnati. Yes, they've had some close games, but they're undefeated. There's a couple of teams that are still undefeated. And so you would think, all right, let's put them in the college football playoff. They've got a pretty solid quarterback. They're coached pretty well. Uh, and it's not like, like you know, we're putting an extremely small school in there. Like, they're, I would say Cincinnati's like a top 25 program. Like, they're not like a tradition, they're not like a completely like traditional powerhouse like an Ohio State would be in the state of Ohio. But like, they're a pretty solid program year in and year out and so Cincinnati's been kicking ass this year and what does the committee do they don't put them at two they don't put them at three they don't even put them at four and they can't even slide them in at five they decide to put them in at six they take an undefeated Cincinnati team who's been kicking ass they're kicking ass last year they're kicking ass this year and they put them at six and I'm like you stupid asshats 
that are in charge of this committee. They have a top 10 win against Notre Dame. On the road, mind you. They go on the road, defeat Notre Dame, and what does the committee do? Oh, yeah, they're, they're six. A group of them can't get together. Apparently, all of them asshats need to get their eyes checked because you think, or like, no, they didn't even come out like that. So the rankings got revealed. They went 10 through, uh, 10 through 7, and then like the last sit or like one through six they did on their like then they did like here's number one here's not build suspense right so number one was georgia i was like all right everyone can see that and then number two which i thought would piss me off the most that night was uh they decided yeah alabama's number two the problem with alabama being at number two is they already lost once this year the whole point of having the college football playoff where you take the top four teams is though that way if you have a loss or a loss, or even two, you're supposed to get, like, booted. Because it's like, how fair is that for the other schools that have to play their conference schedule? They go undefeated. But then all of a sudden, Alabama just gets to get shoehorned back in there just because they had a loss. And, I know, and like, a, as soon as that got revealed, they're like, well, now hold on. It's probably going to work itself out. And it's like, yeah, that, that probably will work itself out. But first off, one... How many years have we had the college football playoff? And how many years has an SEC, like every year, the SEC, it's like an automatic qualifier where it's like they're going to get it. No matter how trash that conference could be. Like, it's a solid conference. It's a very, very good conference. It's right up there as like the top. I understand that. I'm not like bashing them completely. But holy shit, every year it's overrated. And like, yes, like back 2010, 2011, where you had like LSU, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, um, just, you know, I think there was like five schools in the top 10 that year. Yeah, totally. Like, that's a year that South Carolina, when they had Clowney, uh, like, that was like, that's pretty obvious. That obviously they are, like, that is a powerhouse school. But over the years, it's kind of gotten weaker. And one of the things that pisses me off about it is you have ESPN, that's like the big like holder of like the college like football like money and like tv rights deal they have like a pretty significant say in uh like college football right and so they also have the sec network on espn so it's like oh yeah it makes sense the company that televises the college football playoff also televises the sec uh it probably would be a pretty good ratings draw for them to get alabama in there so alabama loses to texas a&m and like that i watched that game i watched that game for a decent amount i was at a bar but i was able to like catch glimpses of it right and so alabama let's see here uh old miss is a like a decently solid win but like other than that i don't think they have like any other good wins like florida was supposed to be their big win and like florida's out of the top 25 because florida sucks this year and so like they struggled against florida all right, let's see here. So, beginning of the year, it was like Miami was ranked, even though Miami shouldn't have been ranked. We all saw that coming. They got the shit kicked out of them. And, like, Alabama, obviously, I understand, is very, very good. They have a lot of NFL talent on that squad. They run through Mercer. They barely get by Florida. Uh, they destroy Southern Miss. Uh, they beat Ole Miss pretty solid. They go on the road, lose to Texas A&M. Like that, who was unranked at the time? And Texas A&M played them pretty good that game. 
then they went on the road, kicked the shit out of Mississippi State. Uh, and then they destroyed the shit out of Tennessee because Tennessee's been god-awful for, like, ever since Peyton Manning has left. And so it's like Alabama, obviously a very good team, but it's like you can't just lose. And, like, if you want to, like, put them in at, like, four or five, sure, I can understand that because I understand they're a good team. But just to put them at two, it's like, a, we're, what's the point of even playing the regular season? I swear to God, Alabama could have four losses, and they, the college football playoff committee would find a way to shoehorn them in over an undefeated uh, Pac-12 team, right? And so I looked at that and went, oh my God, that is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen, right? And so I'm like, all right, it can't get worse, right? It can't get worse. Can it get worse? Come on, let's reload. Oh, come on, why isn't this loading now? Look, God, this old Mac is not very good. But anyway, okay, going off the tip of my memory here. I believe number three was Michigan State. And I'm totally fine with that because Michigan State, uh, before the year, they weren't ranked very high. So I was like, oh, okay, they're kind of, uh, you know, they're kind of there. And so I was like, they they keep, like, working their way up the rankings because they keep winning. And then they just had a big game against Michigan uh, where they came from behind, beat Michigan, which was a top 10 team. So that was like their big sig- si- big signature win. You have two top 10 teams going at it. Uh, obviously, they should get recognition. Again, see Cincinnati against Notre Dame. And so you have Michigan State get put at three. And it's like, all right, that's fine. Michigan State has proven that they're a good team this year. Sometimes you have teams where you're like, eh, are they really a good team? Or are they just like beating up on a bunch of smaller schools. And that was kind of like the case with Iowa this year. It was like, yeah, they're a good team. They've got a good defense. Uh, run game is pretty solid. Like, they're good in the trenches. Um, but it's like what we've seen. They lo- they lose to Purdue. They lose to Wisconsin. And, like, both games, it really wasn't close. So it was kind of like, okay, maybe they're just beating up on inferior opponents. Uh, so, like, we kind of realized that. So Iowa, you know, not a team, right? Because that's like the eyeball check, right? And so, you have Michigan State at three. And then, again, I would use my laptop, but the laptop just decided to take a shit on me. So, if I have to remember correctly, I think it was Oregon was ranked four, which I'm fine with. Uh, Even though they have uh, that one bad loss to Stanford. Stanford's not a very good team. Uh, But, you know, they did go on the road and beat Ohio State early in the year. So, it's like, you know what? Understand that. They deserve to be ranked high. And then Ohio State was ranked five, which I think makes sense because it's like Oregon beat Ohio State. Therefore, they should be ahead of Ohio State. But Ohio State also hasn't had another loss at all this year, and they've been playing pretty good. So, like, I I think Ohio State, obviously very solid team, right? But it's all, like, a complete log jam because you have Alabama right there. So, what I, I think I had a podcast episode all the way way back when with my boy Dalton Sorgel. Shout out to my boy Dalton Sorgel, uh, where I said, you all know what? Just put me in charge of the college football playoff committee. And now I'm seriously starting to think that should be a thing. So this is what my proposal would be. I would go into the college football playoff committee and I would look at their rankings and I would go, you all know what? This is a really stupid ranking. Uh, let me change some things, right? And you want to know what? I'm actually going to be able to look stuff up on this laptop. Why didn't I do this earlier? God, I am dumb. College football rankings. Because I would look at the list that they put out and I would go, no, 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 no. All y'all are stupid sons of bitches. Allow me to look at because I've watched college football as well too. 
Okay, let's see here. Uh, come on. Uh, Alright, I'll look at... Um, maybe it's... Oh, maybe I gotta click that one. Let's try to click that one. Okay, because I will go into that board. They would say, Alright, Cal, we have our rankings complete. I would look at them and go, No, 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 no. Here's what you gotta do. Uh, and you take this team, move it around to this team. Take this team, move it around here. So this is what I would do, right? I would look at it. I would say, Georgia. Georgia's fine at number one. You know, I totally get that. God, you know what would be really... Okay, there we go. There, I was like, I swear to God, if this is just going to be an article where I have to try to find the team name, he's going to be pissed. Okay, I would look at that and go, no, 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 no. Here's what we're going to do. Georgia, number one. Cincinnati, number two. Cincinnati is eight. No, they have a quality win. And until they lose, then we can talk about them not being in the playoff. So Cincinnati, two, right? Michigan State should be three. Oregon, four. Ohio State, five. I'd put uh, Alabama at six. Um, Oklahoma at seven. Wake Forest at eight. Michigan, nine. Notre Dame, ten. Um, and then maybe then you can do some interchangings. Also, too, I believe it was UTEP is undefeated. They have a, Their strength schedule is not that great. But it's like, you know, we could at least have put them in the top 25. All right, like, you know, maybe maybe uh, Iowa doesn't need to be in there with two loss. You know, as much as I love Wisconsin, Wisconsin being the 1-3 loss team in the th- that top 25 ranking is kind of hilarious. Uh, but granted, I do think they have their, hopefully their issues figured out and they control their own destiny. But it's like, it's so dumb because they just, every year they find a way to shoehorn as many SEC teams in there as possible. And the whole point of the college football playoff, I still think one of the greatest things was in 2014 because if it would have just been like the BCS system or just where we picked the two teams to go to the championship, it probably would have just been Alabama um, against Oregon. And guess what? Or Alabama and Florida State. And it's like, guess what? In both those games, Oregon beat the shit out of Florida State and Ohio State pulled off the upset against Alabama. And I also remember that year too because it was like uh, Wisconsin was supposed to get decimated by Auburn in the uh, Outback Bowl, I want to say it was. But anyway, Melvin Gordon rain rough shot that game. And that was like kind of like the, see, the Big Ten is good. And the SEC, although it's a good conference, sometimes every year isn't that good. And like, I'll watch like games and these announcers or like analysts will talk up the SEC and it's like, yeah, you know, they've got a big slate ahead of them. They got to go to South Carolina, Vanderbilt. And it's like, all those teams are ass cheek. I could be like, yeah, it's a tough slate in the Big Ten too, because you have to face Northwestern, Nebraska, and you know Rutgers, and it's like all those teams are not that. Good. I mean, granted, I say that with Rutgers being four and four, and Wisconsin has to face them, so Wisconsin's now going to get upset. So I apologize for that, everybody. Uh, but it'd be like me being like, uh, yeah, well, in the Big Ten, you've got schools like Northwestern, uh, Illinois in nebraska and like yeah they're so dominant it's like i can they're clearly not like anyone with an eyeball can see that and like yeah some conferences are gonna be better like pac-12 isn't that great of a conference you know like if usc could find a way to pull their head out of their ass and be competitive again you know then that conference would get shot because it's like you have oregon and then after that it's like really no one else it's like oregon's oregon is the cream cream of the crop you know, I thought Arizona State would be something with uh, Jaden Daniels and Herm Edwards, and that clearly hasn't been the case. Um, USC, uh, like, they seem to have good quarterback prospects come in, and then, like, you know, obviously they just fired Clay Helton. 
So we'll have to see who they get as a college football coach. But it's like, you know, they haven't been that good. UCLA looked like they're going to be on the rebound this year, but then they've lost a couple games. Um, Washington has been good past couple years. Washington State, I support them because they have a cute golden retriever that I follow on Instagram. That uh, that's owner is a big uh, Washington State alumni. Uh, so shout out to the shout out to Dash Dog, but go Cougs. Um, I'm just trying to think. It's like Utah was good for like a little bit. I think it was last year. And then they just got like ran rough shot. So it's kind of like see that I guess they're not really that great. Big 12 hasn't been that great this year. Um, Oklahoma's looked bad in like all their games. Granted, they're still undefeated, but they've looked really bad. Oklahoma State is interesting because uh, they've only got one loss, but it's just like it's so dumb every year that you literally have these four teams. So it's like one conference is going to get left out. And so every year they try to shoehorn two SEC teams in there because the SEC is so good, right? And it's like, then you're leaving out two conferences and it's like what about the other other smaller independent schools or what about your uh what about like the smaller schools or your independents because it's like if you have notre dame who's an independent get in and then you have two sec schools then it's like then that just leaves one conference spot for or one playoff spot for what four other conferences and it's like that's no that's not how you decide who's the best in college football So a lot of people, again, have been discussing, hmm, what do we do about college football? Uh, do we increase the playoffs? And it's like, yes, you should obviously increase playoffs. So like four was good at the start, and then we realized there was a problem with four. And so th- what this will do then is it will just give more playoff games, and that should be more money, so everyone should be jumping at it, right? But this is what I would do. Instead of just having four teams. I've seen people discuss 12. I've seen people discuss 16. Uh, this is what I think. I think it should be eight playoff spots. So that way you have whoever is the conference champion in the Power 5 conference. Like So you take a team from that won the SEC championship. You take a team that won the uh, Pac-12. You take a team that won the Big 12, Big 10, and ACC. You have your five qualifiers. Like, they automatically get birds. No matter how good they are, no matter how good the conference is, and no matter how bad, like, the conference is. Like, you won your championship. Like, that should mean something. Therefore, you get into the playoffs. And then we'll see also, too, is it just because the conference is, like, just them beating up on each other? Or is it because, like, it's an actually good conference, you know? So this allows us to see which conferences are actually good. Because if you put two SEC teams into a four-team playoff, that's a 50% chance that they're going to win. So every year it's like, yeah, there's an SEC champion that always comes from, or there's a uh, national champion that always comes from the SEC. It's like, well, yeah, because it's 50% odds. If I put like half, two Big Ten teams in there every year, it's like, well, yeah, then there's going to be a decent chance that the Big Ten's going to be well represented. And it's like, you got to win your conference, I feel like, for it to mean something. So you take your five, and they go in, right? <clears throat> and so then what you do is then the three remaining spots are just at large at large birds. And this could either be your, you know, independent school. Uh, maybe it's a smaller school champion, like a group of five, uh, like your Cincinnati. Um, and then you have, like, say, another um, 
it, like there's no like criteria. It's literally just three at large. So it could be three, you know, uh, power five schools getting in that are like all SEC teams, like because it's like that's just how good it was. It's like okay, fine. Or you know, you could have your independent or a small school or maybe just another school from like another area. Say that. Say it's like this year with like Georgia where they're undefeated. They go undefeated. They get to the national uh, the SEC championship. They lose, and it's like okay, all year. We could tell that they're a good team. Here's an at-large berth. That's how I think it should be. Five automatic qualifiers and then three at-large berths, right? Kind of like um, what the NCAA tournament does for basketball. If you win your conference, you're automatically guaranteed a spot in the tournament. Everything else, at-large bids, right? And we'll look at your criteria and your resume, and then we'll see how you get in. Now, obviously, logistics is a little bit different. So these, I feel like, also, too, it's like also... Uh, it's not like conference champions are one through five. Like, I feel like also, too, it could just be like any, like, just take the top eight. And then at that point, like, the eight schools that qualify, rank them in the order that you think are the best. So, like, Georgia could be one and then so on and so forth, right? <clears throat> and so I don't know if, like, logistics would have to work or what would have to go in um, with, like, how they would play the games. Because right now what they do with the college football playoff is they just rotate between the i believe it's six uh big bowl games so like some years they play the rose bowl as like one of the playoff berth as one of the playoff games uh cotton or orange so like you know you could do something like that but what you could also do uh you could either have them all play that or what you could maybe do is just have it be like where the games are played on uh the college home campus which i think would be pretty neat would definitely be neato um where like you have a round where you have like the first like eight game or like so it'd be four games between eight schools maybe they just all play a game at uh their uh campus stadium and then once it gets down to four then you could do your uh four um four games uh or like the uh, the four remaining teams can play the two games like they normally do then right and so that just basically allows more teams to get in and then you can kind of see uh who gets in because it's gonna like the way it looks right now i feel like it's gonna be really shitty if wake forest runs the table goes undefeated cool story no one because no one expected wake forest to do anything this year they win the acc championship and like they miss out on the college football playoff right so it's like obviously when you're playing college football you have um you got like you're playing for the college football playoff and then it's like maybe if you don't get that then maybe you try to get an at-large bowl game and then other than that it's kind of like then you get to play in a bowl game to end the year and obviously some of those mean more than others but it's just it's it's a really dumb development when i look at that last night and it's the first ranking uh I see, and then it's just like it's gonna be crap like this for the rest of the year, and it's gonna be dumb because it's like the same thing that happens, right? College football, amazing to watch, has a shitty postseason, and so what I think what they could do is if they wanted to expand the postseason, they could probably like cut a game off the schedule in the beginning, like maybe they start like the season like they normally do, and instead of a bunch of teams playing like those lower level D one schools that are just like cupcakes as people refer to them as like where it's basically like an inferior opponent it's just kind of like first couple like it's kind of like a glorified preseason game maybe you just take one of those weeks off the schedule and you start conference play a week earlier therefore you can get the conference uh 
conference season done. Or, like, you can get the conference championships games done a week earlier. That way you can play the playoff, like, one week earlier. And then you can kind of, like, go from there, right? And so, like, you can have, like, your actual playoff. Or you can play them at, like, start the bowl games week earlier. I don't know. I feel like there's, like, it could easily be figured out. But you just have a bunch of people that are just sitting around. They're like, well, let's put Alabama in there. Because we always put Alabama in there. It's like it's the same teams every year. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, and Oregon. And, like, Clemson is always in there. They're not going to be in it this year because they're ass cheeks this year. But it's like, maybe we could try to freshen it up and put new teams in there. I don't know. It's dumb. It's dumb. So, yeah, that had happened on Tuesday that it pissed me off. And then today, I wake up, and because so to tie it all back in together... Uh, with this no luck November that I'm having, that's what I'm referring it to as. November gets a lot of fun nicknames, like you know your no shave November, uh, your novel writing November. I looked that up last night. I thought that was interesting. Uh, there's a couple other names that go along with uh, November. Uh, I'm not gonna repeat that though because I think it's kind of icky. Um, but I was like, you wanna know what? I'm gonna refer to this month as no luck November because I have no luck in November is what it seems to be, right? And so, I'm like, all right, maybe the bad luck has passed past two days. Nope, clearly not, because I wake up today, and what's the first thing I see on my phone? Aaron Rodgers has COVID. Hooray! How more exciting can this day be? Um, Aaron Rodgers, star quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers, a team that has constantly been battling injuries throughout this season, uh, just got a huge win on the road against Arizona on a Thursday night game, which, by the way, those games suck. Uh, as much as I like watching football and as cool as it is, uh, the health and safety of the players, it's not good for the league when your stars are constantly getting hurt or you just have players getting hurt left and right. Therefore, what they should do with Thursday night football is this. Uh, I'll get back to the Packers in a second, by the way. Sorry I go on these long tangents sometimes, but that's kind of what happens when you host a podcast. I just rant sometimes. So anyway, that's what I would do, right? Thursday night football. The first game of the year usually goes to the team that won the Super Bowl. Uh, and they get to do like their ring ceremony and like their whole thing. That's totally fine. They can totally do that. Because, uh, you know, Thursday... And like what they did this year too with the preseason where it gets do- where it's now down to three games... And they have that week. Uh, uh, I think that's a good idea. So therefore, you can play your Thursday night game there, right? And after that, what you then do is then you don't have Thursday night football until Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, obviously, you know, Thanksgiving on Thursday is like pretty obvious, right? So a lot of games happen on Thursday uh, for the Thanksgiving. So like obviously keep that because I think it's a cool tradition. Uh, after that, though, I feel like at that point, maybe not just have, uh, like, then Thursday night football then for, like, the rest of the year. And maybe you could have, like, a Saturday, a couple, like, Saturday games or something like that once college football, like, starts winding down. Uh, and I totally get it's a ratings grab. But it's, like, if you have your stars, and, like, not even your stars, just, like, players getting hurt. So, like, Robert Tunyon for the Packers tore his ACL. He's out for the year. He tore in a Thursday night game. A lot of these guys, it's hard for them to turn around after, you know, playing a football game for three hours on a Sunday, turn around, and then, like, have to play on a Thursday game, right? That's really hard. So, like, what they should do is have their bye week be, uh, 
like so what i would do is just you have your week one game and then like for your thanksgiving games all those teams that are going to play have their bye week like right before that week so that way they're not like playing on a super short week because that's really hard for teams to pull around and do that and just the body's not made for that right but the nfl has is right now just trying to get as much money as possible because it's cash cow league it makes sense it's like the number one sports league in the world obviously you want to try to make your money because you know the more money uh that uh or like the more ratings you get the more money you make the more money the players make you know and more football we all enjoy more football right but it's like you know if all these guys are suffering career injuries that are going to have an impact on their career like it's obviously going to be uh not good for the league right and so uh but they decide also too yeah we're gonna have one more extra game this year and it's like oh yeah that's great have someone get hurt right before the playoffs that great idea it's like instead of like being like all right let's you know maybe try taking the wear and tear off these players and it's just like nope just get out there you're uh battle through it but anyway rogers gets covid uh after you know on a big emotional thursday night win packers uh move to first place in the nfc which obviously is big because that hosts uh a plethora of playoff implications you have uh a first round bye and you have home field advantage in the playoffs that's what the packers had last year and i think the first round bye works because it's like you get guys and you can have them be healthy uh get them well rested for the playoffs because you know obviously if you're going into the playoffs and you have like guys that are hurt it's a disadvantage like last year the Packers faced the Rams the Rams star defensive tackle had to play through fractured ribs he was not at 100% you could clearly tell because he wasn't the same guy out there and so it's like Packers won also because like they took advantage of that right and so the that's huge and I'm not going to get into, like, oh, Rodgers was unvaccinated or he took this and he took that. I, it's just I don't want to get into that because, like, with what we saw with Devontae Adams, you could get you could still get the vaccine, and I think Kurt Ben Curtis will too. You can get the vaccine, still get COVID. Obviously, yes, I've seen that. Yes, I don't need to get reminded of it through Facebook comments who are now because everyone's a medical doctor. Hmm. They got the vaccine. I thought it was supposed to prevent COVID. And it's like, well, it helps you significantly from dying or end up in the hospital. And what we've seen with that, you know, it's funny. I say I'm not going to get into it, but then I start talking about it and then I get more frustrated about it. You can still get it, obviously. Your chances of survival are a lot better. And also, too, in the NFL, if you're an NFL player, it's like you can come back within uh just two negative tests i believe uh if you got covid but if you don't have it then you're out for you know 10 days so rogers out 10 days so he's gonna miss the game against the chiefs a big game um and then also too it's like that puts him right back at around uh that he also might miss the seattle game as well too which could also be a big game because russell wilson might be returning for the seahawks that game so the seahawks might be at back at full force so you know who knows and also too i have rogers on my fantasy team so it's like i had adams get covid uh and then i have rogers get covid and then also too i just lost derrick henry uh for most likely the season prayers up derrick henry and then also too i had george kittle get hurt and it's like you know i'm just trying not to have to go to a denny's for 24 hours uh so like if i could just have some good luck but obviously again it's november oh yeah that was also another thing that had happened too Derrick Henry gets hurt um, on October 31st, right? And I'm thinking, okay, maybe it's not that bad. 
Uh, November 1st diagnosis comes around. Uh, yeah, he's basically out for the year. And it's like, fantastic. Fan-fantastic. There goes my... Uh, and I just don't want to be like, oh, that guy got hurt. Like, obviously, you know, open Derrick Henry does recovers well. But I'm like, crap, I really don't want to go to... Because I'm in a punishment league, all right? And whoever gets last in the punishment league has to go to Denny's for 24 hours. Uh, that's the punishment that the league came up with. Kind of just like a teehee punishment league. Uh, nothing stupid like having to get a tattoo or having to eat a really hot chip or anything like that. Uh, so I'm fine with going to a Denny's for 24 hours. Like that's, that's just like funny. Cause it'd be like painstakingly boring, but at the same time, it's like you do it and then you get it over with. Yeah. So that's been my bad luck, uh, for the past couple days. So, uh, November, we will now officially refer to it as no luck November in this household. Uh, but yeah, so that's why I'm glad I was able to uh come on this podcast and just basically do a whole bunch of complaining because so far i have had no luck in november my star my favorite star quarterback it's covid college football playoff ranking looks to be a bunch of bs so i'm gonna have to go through that for the rest of the season and then also too cold ass showers cold ass showers in the winter are not fun it's very cold it's getting cold outside i like taking the warm showers we have a wood burner at our house too which unfortunately is not working as well too that's another thing that sucks, but it's like, we got a wood burner, and it heats the water system, and boy, it's nice taking a shower. Uh, you barely have to turn the nozzle over, and it is just piping hot, but obviously no wood burner right now, so it was like we were using propane, and then for some reason, uh, well, like we still have propane, but then the water heater's not working, I don't know, it's, it's not fun. How them cats did it in the olden days, I don't understand how they did it, but I uh, I don't understand a lot of things, but thank you guys for listening to this week's edition of What Makes Me Mad. I don't know what I'm going to record next, uh, but yet again, I will see when my schedule is clear enough to where I can take an hour. See, these podcasts don't last an hour, but I sometimes have to prep. I have to figure out what I'm going to talk about, write some stuff down, so that way I'm just not coming on here and just trying to, like, you know crap out of podcast basically like that i thought this podcast was good i did a shit ton of rambling about college football so if you don't like college football i'm sorry about that but i hope you just still enjoy the hearing me ramble and rant because you know there are a lot of guys where it's like sometimes you don't understand what the hell they're talking about but it's still funny listening to them uh rant and complain and you just kind of pick up pieces here and there that's what i've learned with listening to podcasts you won't listen to them all the way through like npr is like the one where i try to listen all the way through but you pick up your pit your pieces here and there right and so that's what i've learned with the pot with podcast so hopefully you guys do that here hopefully you pick up pieces of about stuff that has made me mad but anyway that's gonna do it though for this week's edition thank you guys for listening and i will see you next time thank you